Hey guys, and welcome to Money, the podcast that makes you richer. You know, everybody wants to do the right thing for our planet. We want to reduce pollution. We want to keep the world from warming up. We want to fight for clean air and water. We also want to do the right thing when it comes to people. We want to encourage diversity. We want to stop sexual harassment and support fair labor practices. And when it comes to investing, we want companies that embody the same beliefs, companies that don't hurt the earth or the people on it. And that's the idea behind environmental, social, and governance investing, also known as ESG, or social responsible investing, also known as SRI. Putting your money where your beliefs are, it's getting ever more popular. As of 2020, more than $17 trillion has found its way to funds that specialize in ESG. But is ESG investing really going to save the planet? Or is this just another clever package Wall Street uses to wrap up your money? We're about to find out because that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to look under the hood of ESG investing. And when we're done, you'll have everything you need to decide whether it's fantastic or fat. And we're going to do it all without making your eyes glaze over. I'm Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. hey How's it going? It's going. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and our novice investor, Aaron Freeman. What's happening, Aaron? Uh, I'm doing good today. Are you good? Okay. Well, we're going to talk about see if we're going to see if you can make the world a better place to be. But before we get started, our usual disclaimer: Should you hear about investments on this podcast, that does not mean they're recommendations. How could they be? You can't invest based on our advice because we don't know your situation. You got to form your own opinions. You got to make your own decisions. Okay. Now let's get back to the topic at hand. I should say I'm just noticing. Do I sound a little hoarse to you guys? I'm feeling like I sound a little hoarse. I didn't mean pony. I'm about I meant, a horse. Uh, yeah, a little horse. <laughs> because uh, we, we were at Fantasy Fest last weekend. For those of you who have never been to Fantasy Fest or heard of it, look it up. It's very fun. Uh, Aaron and I were there. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. That does yeah. sound like fun. I'm I'm jealous that I missed that. I mean, last weekend I was in Alaska, so I guess I shouldn't complain. Oh, that's right. Where were you in Alaska? Uh, Anchorage. So just, just hanging out in Anchorage. Place? Was it chilly? Uh, it was. It wasn't too bad when we were there. Um, it it just snowed a little bit, um, but it was getting ready to become chilly. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was about eighty five degrees in Key West. Uh, yeah, so it, it was. was very nice. It was right around mid thirties to low forties while I was in Anchorage, which, you know, I mean, it, colder than being in Idaho, but like nothing that I can't deal with because that's like a typical Idaho kind of winter day. So, well, let's transition from hot, let's cold to weather. Uh, let's let's talk about green energy initiatives, for example. Like, actually, let, let's do this. Let's define ESG investing first. And then I'm going to ask you guys if you've ever done it. And then I'm going to ask you if you encourage it. Okay, so environmental factors of ESG. You guys can shout these out too if you want to. I, I made some notes for myself. But basically, conservation of the natural world, environmental factors, conservation of the natural world, carbon emissions, air and water pollution, deforestation, green energy initiatives, waste management, water usage. Okay, so that's the E in ESG, environmental factors. The S in ESG is social factors. That's the treatment of people inside and outside a company. Employee gender and diversity, data security, customer satisfaction, company sexual harassment policies, human rights at home and abroad, and fair labor practices. That's your S, social factors. And here's your G. G is governance, how a company is run, diversity of board members, political contributions, executive pay, large-scale lawsuits, internal corruption, and lobbying. So there's your E, your S, and your G. And this has been around, by the way. This is a relatively new term. I don't know exactly how new. 
but social responsible investing, socially responsible investing has been around since I was a stockbroker in the 1980s. So that, that's been around a long time because there are a lot of companies that don't want to give their money to like, you know, the major examples have always been tobacco or alcohol or uh, things, you know, companies that pollute, chemical companies, perhaps, companies that make guns. You know, so there's there's all kinds of this has always been an interest of some people. So now let me ask you guys, is it an interest of yours? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of I think it's interesting in terms that like I follow it and I kind of look at, at some of that stuff. But as an indexer, as somebody who just goes ahead and and uses the S&P 500 in uses an S&P 500 index product for a lot of my investment portfolio, um, it's, it's practically like I, I I'm not. <laughs> like I mean, I'm just not because we're talking about um, it's the the top market caps, right? The top 500 uh, or so uh, companies um, in the country, and so some of them do not have these practices. Uh, I mean, technically speaking, I have Exxon, so here we are. Uh, and so you, so you own Exxon? Oh, you're saying Exxon's in part of a 500 index, right? Yeah, it's, it's part index. of the index product. So so that's kind of you know where you kind of look at it and you kind of say, okay, well, if you're going to do these index products, especially these broad based market index products, then you're going to end up in a situation where you do have some of this stuff. And you know you can you can go to a robo advisor, and I've thought about this in the past of like you know, checking out uh, robo-advisors, like for instance, Acorns now has an ESG option for your portfolio. Betterment has an ESG option for your portfolio. Uh, and, you know, they try and like weed out some of this stuff. Uh, but, you know, if you if you dig into stuff, like for instance, like even, even a so-called fossil fuel free fund, uh, they've seen some of them still have companies that make money from oil and gas, it may only be like one or 2% of the fund's assets, but they're still there. And so actually, so, so even though it's interesting to me and, and everything else, I find that as an individual investor, I'm probably way more likely to make an impact um, through like local efforts, doing good in my community, and kind of working from that angle. Uh, so yeah. Well, I think the other thing you have to look at is, uh, um, so like Fidelity has a uh, sustainability fund, which is part of this this ESG. Um, But if you go through all of them that they have, they'll have very high expense ratios. Mm, Um, And the one other thing is like their top 10 holdings, like Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, Tesla, NVIDIA. I mean, I've got a much better expense ratio through a, a different ETF of mine with these same exact companies. Yeah. But yeah um, and you know, so that it makes it kind of pointless. So, so you're, you know, kind of sold on this. You know, it's, it's, scheme, this is interesting because like. I thought that the three of us have not discussed this before we got on this podcast. So for those of you listening. So uh, I was, I was thinking I was going to come on this podcast and say, this seems a little like BS to me. Uh, and I, but I was sure that both of you guys would disagree with me. And I'm not really saying it's BS. I'll get, I'll get into more details of why I said that in a minute. But you know, I wrote a book called, um, Money Made Simple in 2005 or 2004, something like that. Anyway, in that book, I described Wall Street as a grocery store because you can go go to your local grocery store and you will find an aisle that's 50 yards long of laundry products. And they're all soap. That's all they are. They're all soap. 
But they all say new. They say improved. They have different packages. They come out with new stuff all the time. You see them advertised on TV. Well, the way, the reason that they're doing this, the reason Procter & Gamble puts out all these things, because they want to show, they want to tell you they're doing something new. And actually, all they're doing is wash your clothes. Same thing I've done it for 150 years. And the right. same Wall Street does the same thing. They they, right. they put things in a new package. They put a big thing that says new and approved on it. They put it. They charge charge a little more money for it, and they try to sell it to you. Now, I'm not saying that's what every single one of these ESG funds is, but I, I'm just saying I, I look at these things skeptically because I've been doing this for 40 years, and a lot of the stuff that these guys are doing may not really make a whole bunch of sense. But I was surprised, though, uh, especially with you, Miranda, because you, you are um, a, a new age earth, earth mother kind of person. <laughs> sure. Okay, that was a slight exaggeration. But no, but you really do, though. I mean, you care about the, the planet, and you, and you do your part to take care of it, don't you? It's true. I try. Yeah. I mean, I, I try. I, you know, work on conservation issues and, and climate issues. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm, most of most of my efforts actually go more toward income inequality, food security and, and health care. Uh, so a lot of my activism is uh, rooted in those issues and those areas. Uh, but climate justice is also important as well. Uh, but a lot of my activism is actually aimed at at other other issues, interestingly enough. Well, now, and when it, you know, I was just reading the, these different things that, that uh, make up governance. One of those mm-hmm. was, was executive pay and political contributions. Um, and and exec, I mean, executive pay is kind of tangentially related, I guess, to uh, income inequality, right? So yeah. I mean, there, there's something, there's some stuff there. But you know, another thing, and we were talking just before we went on the air, how do you measure this stuff? I mean, is it? Do you measure this based on what other companies are doing, or do you measure it on some absolute scale? I mean, you know, for example, let's take executive pay. I mean, executive executive pay in the United States. And I'm going to pull numbers out of the air, which may not be totally accurate. But in the 1950s, um, executives, the presidents of companies, made five times as much as uh, five times more than the average worker in that company. Now it's 400 times more. Um, and so, you know, this is an example of income inequality. But when you're saying, when you're looking for under governance for an ESG fund, are they picking the company that has, is it better than other companies in its business, in, in its industry? Right. Or is it, or is it, it, it seems it's like a, a, go ahead. a lot for a single investor to kind of monitor all of these different aspects to make a sound judgment on whether or not they're going to buy a stock. I mean, they're... <laughs> Looking into things that that basically you know our our legislators should be you know controlling, and you're going to try to control this company by investing in it or not? I mean, it's, right, and and that's and that's one of the things. That's why I said what I said early in this episode, where I said you know, for the most part, my and one of the things we do a lot in our society. Uh, is say, oh, well, it's on the individual, when really there are all of these systemic things, right? We talk about, oh, well, if we recycle in our personal lives, if we do these things, uh, you know, we'll be help saving the planet. Well, the reality of the situation is it doesn't matter how much us as individuals do all of this stuff when the biggest polluters, the biggest people, you know, the biggest issues on the planet are actually corporations. And whatever I'm doing to combat that is very minuscule. And so a lot of what we do, so like, is this is kind of the same thing with this this whole investing situation 
or like Aaron said, it's like, this is a lot of, you know, research you have to do to try and say, okay, is this really aligning with my values? Um, geez, do they check all the boxes? Well, any one company, it's like any politician, right? They're not going to check all your boxes. You're not going to agree with them on everything. And they're not going to have all of the same priorities you have. So <laughs> like trying to f- navigate that is, is frustrating as hell. And then on top of that, it's like, Okay, but then how much do you as an individual investor actually influence what the company is going to do? And is it really going to change something, right? Because if if I decide I if I decide if I decide today that I will no longer have any Apple products because I don't like the lithium mining and I don't like um, the the way their workers in the Foxconn factories in China are treated. And I, um, and I end up, you know, uh, dumping, uh, like the S and P 500 (laughs) index or whatever, or I, or I end up doing that. Right. Uh, and I do those things because I don't like Apple. Apple's not going to change its, its, its approach. And then also I'm not sure what I'm going to do for communications because every other cell phone company and laptop manufacturer is using lithium so like come on so so it gets difficult to define yeah Uh, well i think it's awesome that you know it'd be nice in a unified country that we could socially govern you know all of our our company's practices with our our wallets and say okay you know we don't like what you're doing so as a as a community we're not going to buy your product until you make your changes you know i mean then we could move mountains but we're not i actually think we should do that now, that's not the same thing as invest. I mean, I guess it, indirectly it is the same thing as investing. But, you know, when it comes to like not supporting a TV network that, that puts out that, that puts up lies, you know, I mean, I, I think we do have the ability that I think we should. But I think we do that on a social media platform anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think we could still buy our Apple products and still be socially you know, pushy on these companies go, hey, you need to change your stuff. You know, oh, yeah. I think it happens anyway. So I, I just think having it as a. Uh, as one of these uh, mutual funds or ETFs is kind of weird. So like, uh, like I was saying, like this, like I was looking at sustainable water ETF from Fidelity. Like Stacey said, it's it's a it's a new packaging and the same old thing. So they got like a one percent uh, expense ratio on all of these really? companies 1%? that are exactly that are exactly the same as the ETFs for like First Trust has a 0.5 and Vesco Water Resources is a 0.6. So all of these other ETFs are are half, half. the price. Half the price. Well, yeah. So, so uh, let me give let me give you two options. Well, actually, let me say one other thing. We're going to talk about this more, and we do our uh, we're going to do our um, market recap uh, podcast next. But anyway, when, in, in that, I'm going to read you guys a news story. But what, essentially, what that news story said was this: Here's another thing that's going on now. Everyone is bailing on oil. In other words, um, all of your pension funds, you know, and, and your your state retirement funds, and all the you know the the Harvard uh, endowment. I don't know if it's Harvard, but a lot of endowments are dumping uh, oil because they they don't want to have any part of financing fossil fuels because you know obviously fossil fuels are ruining the planet. Well, the problem is that we're not going to have enough solar in the next fifteen minutes to take care of this, okay? Because if if oil companies can't get financing, they can't drill, and if they can't drill, we're not going to have any oil. And if we don't have any oil, that's great twenty years from now, but it ain't great next week. We need oil right now. We need to transition to renewable energy. We can't do it overnight. And when all these when all these uh, investors, especially giant investors, suddenly shun uh, the oil patch. Well, that means it's going to cost them more money to, to borrow because it's harder to raise capital. Uh, and then it's going to cost us more money to own oil. And whether you like it or not, you're going to be buying oil you know, for, the, for the next 10 years. 
It's complicated. It, it is, it I, is I think complicated. it's complicated because the renewable energy sector doesn't have a big cash cow. It doesn't have petroleum as its end product that can do everything. Well, that's right. So petroleum is great because it can it can create the plastic bottles that we and plastic dashboards for our cars and bottles that we use and you know fuel our cars and jets and everything else. But we don't have that one fuel source to replace it all. That's right. You know, it, it's hodgepodge into will, wind and solar and and uh, algae and, and all kinds of different things, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to give you guys, I think you guys have already alluded to this, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we, and after we get back, I'm going to, I'm going to prove to you that there is some BS when it comes to ESG investing. So hang on right there, folks. We're going to be right back after this quick message. Now, I told you I was going to promise you some evidence that there's at least a little bit of BS in ESG investing. So now I'm going to prove it to you. Okay. I have in front of me the top 10 holdings of several different funds. One of those funds is the Vanguard S&P 500 Index Fund. Just a regular fund. This is not an ESG fund. Just a regular fund. Probably the one that Miranda invests in. Is that, is that the one you use, Miranda? Yes. I use that one too. So it's just a Vanguard S&P 500 Index Fund. All it's supposed to do is mirror the top 500 companies in the United States. Okay, now, I also have in front of me the top 10 holdings for the, what is this called? This is the X-Trackers. This is one of the top-rated uh, ESG funds, MSCI, USA, ESG, Leaders, Equity, ETF. Okay, now I also have here the Vanguard um, ESG fund, U.S. stock ETF. Okay, so I've got regular Vanguard fund and then two ETF funds, including one from Vanguard. Okay, here's here are the first, I'm just going to read you the first four um, stocks in the Vanguard S&P 500 index fund. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, and Amazon. Okay, now here are the ones from the ETF fund, I mean the ESG fund. Let's see. Microsoft, Alphabet, Tesla, and NVIDIA. Here's the one from Vanguard's ETF for ESG ETF. So this is their, this is their version. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet. <laughs> and, right. And, so they're all the same. I mean, right. I mean, right. And, that, and that's kind of what Aaron was talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know what's funny, too? The top 10 holdings of the Vanguard ESG fund, I own eight of these stocks. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Tesla. I don't know Tesla. I'm sorry. NVIDIA, JP Morgan. And that's it. I own all those stocks right. already. Individually. Yes. Yeah. Like your own yes. little ETF. Yeah. I own all those stocks. And, and I own all, the, I almost, almost own all the ones in all these, all these EST funds. And so yeah. now if you're not paying any more, what difference does it make? It doesn't. We need to we need to have a diverse uh, opinion here because the three of us seem to agree on this. We didn't know this in advance before we sat down to talk about it, but it seems like we all think that there's a little BS involved here, or, or maybe or maybe not BS. We should I should just say maybe it's something that is not the first thing we would look for when we're going to look for an investment. Do we all agree on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, as as much as it would be nice to be able to to say that yeah i mean it's it's hard although i i did want to flag something very interesting um that happened just a couple months ago just a few weeks ago uh is that nasdaq 
to be listed on the NASDAQ exchange going forward, they actually have governance requirements now that include board diversity. So if you look at that, they're updating, they're at, the NASDAQ is actually updating. I, I wrote an article about the listing requirements oh, cool. for, for the NASDAQ uh, not too long ago. And, uh, and, and they're actually updating that. And one of the things going forward uh, is going to be governance and adding board diversity. So it's very interesting, or, or you have to have a really good and compelling reason not to have added it. So it's really interesting um, that, you know, at least one of the exchanges is starting to look at this before you can even list. Cool. And now, you know, and actually, I bet you that uh, this is true of everything. I mean, not of everything, but many of the things that I listed at the outset of this podcast, Miranda. In other words, is I, I would imagine that a lot of companies these days are doing things like trying to reduce their carbon emissions and obviously trying to prevent air and water pollution because the company, I mean, because the public's demanding them to do that. So I'm, I'm not even sure that a lot of these factors, as, as Miranda just said, with uh, diversity of board members. I'm sure that that's true of a lot of a lot of companies now. Not all of them, though. And, and you know, but me, I, I primarily am a, am a uh, investor in individual companies as opposed to mutual funds or ETFs. So I can look at and see what individual companies do. But, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I think it's if you want to invest in an ESG fund, the bottom line for me is this. Invest in an ESG fund, especially if it has good performance. And especially if it doesn't cost any more than investing in a non-ESG fund. If it doesn't cost any more and its performance is better or is good, then you've lost nothing. Go ahead. But I'm just not sure yeah. you're getting ahead. Right. I agree. And I think as an individual investor, I mean, this is a great uh, bunch of factors here that you can look at for yourself if you want to govern your investment by these. Um, but there's no set parameters for a fund manager to say, well, in order for me to put this company in this fund, I need at least 10 of these things. So I, I, I need I need greenhouse, I need air pollution, I need biodiversity, I need human rights. It, yeah. it was just, you know, they could literally pick one thing and go, well, this one, this one does uh, energy efficiency, so, so we'll put that in the fund. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you something else too, Aaron, uh, that, that when it comes to this stuff um, and Miranda, you know, I also, even though I'm sitting here saying like, who cares about this stuff? You know, I mean, I'm investing to make <laughs> money, really. Uh, but you know, the truth is there are companies I won't buy. You, tell me McDonald's. Tell me McDonald's does uh, socially responsible investing. And they may. You know, I mean, I, I have no doubt that they do. They, they may reduce their carbon emission and all that stuff. But you know what? They're putting out crap. And I don't want to own that company. And it's, a, it's been a very good company. Uh, but, you know, whether they fall under ESG or not, I'm not a buyer of McDonald's. So I, I actually do uh, put my put my morals where my money is sometimes because there are some investment there are some companies I will not own. Just I won't own a gun company. I you know there are just some some things I won't own. Uh, but that has nothing to do with ESG. It's just my personal belief. You know, I, I, you guys like McDonald's? God love you. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I don't eat that crap, and I'm not going to invest in it. That's how I feel. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I think you, I think you yeah I think you use these use these parameters to. Uh to guide your own funding, whatever you want to buy. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think you, could, you should always do that. But in general, you know what, I'm a huge contributor to Humane Society. And last year, because, uh, you know, because of the crisis, uh, the, uh, because our neighbors were not, didn't have enough to eat, you know, because of COVID, I contributed to food banks and stuff. 
But generally speaking, I'm a humane society contributor. So I make my money where I make my money, and I make and I make my contributions where I make my contributions. Yeah, that's that's kind of my approach as well, right? Like I contribute to different things that I actually think are helping in the community and have in causes, and <laughs> because because that's where I can see the difference, right? You can you can see since I you know I volunteer the food basket, I'm on three different nonprofit boards in my community, and so. I can see like when we build a habitat, you know, a house for Habitat for Humanity, I can see families being helped. We're working on this great project where we are going to buy a piece of land and actually start this community thing uh, and build like more community based housing so that we can serve more families. And these kinds of things where I can put my time and my energy and my dollars um, I can, you know, you can see that it's making a difference in people's lives, where if I just am like, okay, well, I'm not going, I'm not going to invest in uh, McDonald's anymore, right? If I say that, and, and like you said, like, there are some companies that I'm just like, nope, um, and that I'm not going to buy individual shares of, or, you know, if, if they're, like, if they're part of a fund, that's not an index fund, um, and they're a huge part of it, then maybe I say nope. But the reality of the situation, right, is like, that's not going to make a huge difference. I can divest myself of all of my shares of whatever the company is, but somebody else is going to come along and buy those shares. That's right? true. <laughs> and somebody else is going to come along and buy those shares. And, you know, my decision to take my relatively small amount of money out of a company isn't going to change things. Yeah, but you can still, but you can still put your morals where your money is by just oh, saying, for sure. like for I sure. said, like, I just, I just don't want to invest in McDonald's. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't wish them ill. It's just not my thing. And you could have the right. same kind of an attitude toward any company from Apple to Exxon, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, there, so there's a few there's a few board and frameworks that uh, can, I guess, give you some sort of a metric on uh, how a company is. But, but this, the U.S. companies do not legally have to report ESG metrics in any of their financials. So they can kind of fudge all these mm -hmm. numbers and make it look however they want to look. And then on top of that, there's no standard way of calculating these ESG scores. So just that in itself, uh, it's kind of a bunch of crap. Yeah, you're right. Unless it's just the beginning of it and they're trying to figure out, you know, how to move forward from this point, you know. Well, ne next time we have a conversation, I'll try to make sure that one of us hates the other two because we all agree on this. We're supposed to be arguing with each other on the benefits of different investings, but uh, we all agree that this is kind of a weird thing. I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really ring my bell. Uh, but if it does yours, here's some good news, though, folks. If it does yours, I've got tons of info in our show notes. I mean, I've got, you know, the 10 best investments, 100 best ESG stocks, the t you know, the seven best ESG uh, ETFs. So if, if you want more information and understand what this stuff is or which ones you should take a look at buying, uh, there, there's plenty of info in our show notes. Even though I sound a little negative, there's plenty of info that is not negative. So if you want to educate yourself, you certainly can do that. Sorry, guys. I'm afraid we are out of time, but you know we're never out of any topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes, as I just said. Lots and lots of links. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. Don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear from you. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, then you got to do something for us, okay? Subscribe to the podcast. Takes you two seconds, really helps us. So if you like us, show us. And subscribe and tell your friends too. 
I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquet. I think the show is ESG responsible. I think so too. We killed we killed no whales or anything during the show. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you right here next time.